Percy, is there real value in a doctor's approach and relationship to their patient? Indeed, Wayne, there is. We hear everywhere in the public square about the emotional, mental, and in some cases, physical impact upon people regarding their interaction in any relationship with another person. It would only stand to reason that the same most certainly is true with individuals and their health care providers. We're going to talk to a doctor today that's going to really make us understand from his perspective how important that is. So let's talk about it. Today. All right. This doctor will candidly discuss the topic and more, and it's not to be missed. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Hey everybody, welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and our guest today is a medical doctor. You're excited about uh, us meeting this man today. I am, and the reason why I'm excited about this is that uh, this particular doctor is uh, being mentored, in his own words, by my GI, Dr. Vashi, who we've had on the show here before, mm-hmm. uh, and they both share very similar personalities of being very energetic and people you know, they love people and they are engaging and they love to engage people. And he's going to talk about uh, how he understood that the nature of his personality and his love for medicine and science and his love for God drove him into the field of medicine that he thought that he's going to be used and is being used to make a difference in the healthcare system. And so we're going to be intrigued to listen to the energy and the love and the passion of this, this particular physician with regard to how he approaches his patients. We'll all meet him in just a few moments here on the program, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And it's prompted us to ask our listeners a question today. Have you ever felt your physician genuinely cared for you with kindness as a person? And what impact did that have on your process of healing? Uh, That's such a great question, Percy. I'm looking forward to seeing the responses that come in. I'm excited about it, too, because I know firsthand and 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 because I've been in this environment, the difference that it makes to patients when they feel that their doc has made the effort and intent to connect with them. It just changes the whole dynamic of their experience and more importantly, how they engage and relate to that which is being offered to them from a medical care perspective. We're going to get more insight today from this doc and he's going to help us with that. But I'd love to hear the response of individuals who will tell us about that impact in their lives and, and what that meant to them. Regular listeners know how to answer the question, but let me let everyone know that you simply go to our website, a great website, by the way, with lots of information, but you go to health hopeandinspiration.com. Click on connect, and then the drop-down box will give you a chance to answer a question. So once again, our question of the week, have you ever felt your physician genuinely cared for you with kindness as a person, and what impact did that have on your process of healing? Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. One more thing to do with the website is to download our free resource, Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients. You won't be Mm. sorry. This is a very helpful resource, Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, I know you, Percy, and I know you're a man of the word, and you always include the word in our conversation. So what are you thinking about today from Scripture? So in my attempt to be a man of the word and allow the word to govern my life, uh, 
Our spiritual nugget for today is found in Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 9 through 13. And I want you to hear it very good and listen to the specific components because you're going to hear a lot of this represented in the voice and in the philosophy of the, the guest for today's show. So Romans 12, 9 through 13 says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, and share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Mm -hmm. We're going to hear from someone today that's going to really help yep. us to understand the attempt to live this scripture. Yeah, fulfills that job description, doesn't he? All right. We'll get to that <laughs> conversation in a moment. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy connected with our guests via Zoom, and we get to listen to their conversation right now. Well, I am excited again today to be with you. I have, uh, again, a guest that I, I'm always excited to talk to, uh, and in this particular case, a physician uh, who works in the oncology arena. Uh, we love when we have docs on the show uh, to hear from them, to get uh, inside of their head, and, and, and to hear, in some cases, their inspiration for the work that they do. Uh, welcome today to the show, Dr. Tufik Kachami, who works at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Phoenix. He's been there now for eight years, and he's been practicing medicine as a whole for 14 years. Thank you, Doc, for being with us today. How are you, sir? Good. Thank you, uh, Percy, for having me. Well, it's a privilege and it's a pleasure, and it really, truly is. Uh, as we stated in the introduction, you are uh, a physician, and more importantly, you are a gastroenterologist. And uh, that's near and dear to my heart, For obviously, for those who have been listening to the show over the last year. Uh, everyone knows that, you know, I was diagnosed with early stage one colon cancer about a year and a half ago. And um, one of my dear friends and who was my physician, uh, my GI, uh, helped me step through that process. And that's exactly the field that you work in. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the work that you do. But before we do that... I'm always interested and curious in what motivated you to become a physician. Share with us today, if you don't mind. Uh, it's I, uh, This is an excellent question, and it's a very uh, complicated question. Uh, I uh, wish I can say there was one thing that motivated me to become a physician. Hmm. Uh, part, there are multiple things that I think motivated me. One of them was influence uh, from my parents. 
Uh, I grew up in a family that had a lot of uh, medical illnesses, including cancers. Hmm. Uh, and I saw how physicians made a huge impact in our lives and how uh, well regarded and how well trusted they are. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I have been an extrovert all my life. I love to be around people. Hmm. So uh, I felt that this is a profession where I, it combines my uh, passion for helping people and being around people with the ability to make a big difference in, in people's lives. I've also seen physicians who you know, have a, had a hard time connect with people and how the, their influence was not as good. Uh, and uh, felt that my personality will help me make a big difference. That's probably the b- biggest motivator. So in other words, you're not a wallflower, you're not shy. I am not shy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because you are also, uh, you have um, relationship and, and a friendship, uh, again, as I stated earlier, with my uh, GI, uh, Dr. Pankoff, uh, Vashi, who also is very extroverted, very outgoing, very charismatic. And so I could certainly see how the two of you uh, would, would relate and engage with each other very well. I'd love to be a fly on the wall to hear that conversation at the end of the day. Yeah, him and I, we connect every few weeks. And, you know, once we get on the phone, it's hard to get off the phone. I bet. I bet. Well, I love him and respect him dearly. We've had him on the show and, uh, and interviewed him. And uh, you've had nothing but good things to say about him, and I'm sure likewise. That being said, the, the, the field that you are in, in oncology, uh, is a very common uh, dynamic with when we talk about cancer, when we talk about uh, colon cancer, uh, cancer of the digestive tract, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I am, and because I'm, I'm very aware of um, kind of the dynamic of this now, uh, let's talk a little bit about from your perspective, what are some of the things that you think have, uh, that have advanced in terms of treatment of colon cancer and detection of colon cancer and what say you about um, you know cancers of the digestive tract that would that people should be mindful of and aware of? Yeah, I think the biggest uh, thing that people should be mindful of is to uh, listen to their body and not ignore uh, symptoms, mm. uh, especially for young for young folks. Uh, so there are some uh, GI cancers that we screen for. Yeah. So you even if you're not having any symptoms, you go and get checked so we can prevent them or find them early. And colon cancer is one of them. Uh, but other, other cancers like uh, esophageal cancer or stomach cancer, mm-hmm. we don't screen for mm. and often uh, present later because patients ignored some of their symptoms. Okay. And uh, traditionally, the younger the patient, the, the, more, uh, the less experience they have with the healthcare system and the more likely they're going to ignore their symptoms. Uh, and the delay in diagnosis can affect, like you were diagnosed at an early stage and you're cured and you didn't, you didn't need any further treatment, but if you had waited a couple of years and uh, became in a more advanced stage, then the story would have been different. Uh, there has been a lot of advancement in the, in the prevention of colon cancer. Mm. Uh, and whether, whether patients uh, are comfortable with an invasive procedure like a colonoscopy mm-hmm. or some non-invasive tests, we can prevent uh, a significant majority, over 80% of colon cancers. Wow, wow. And, and uh, the, it's extremely important to get the screening test uh, and not to uh, be nonchalant about it 
you know, it's recommended. We just lowered the screening age, or we're trying to lower the screening age to 45. You know, I heard that, Doc, and that was interesting to me because historically, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, I think that number always was that people had floating around in their head is that, you know, 50 and 50 or and above. But I have heard that, that the number is kind of coming down with regard to uh, earlier looking at this. It is. And unfortunately, part of that is because the disease is starting to happen earlier in life. Okay. Uh, and by lowering to the age of 45, we think we can prevent half of the cancers in wow. young adults. That makes a lot of sense. And, and, and I echo everything that you said, Doc. I, mm-hmm. You know, I was having some symptoms and I knew something was not right. I wasn't exactly sure what it was. Uh, but I knew at the end of the day that, you know, like there was something else that was going on and I went and, and I had a colonoscopy and sure enough, I was told that, you know, there was a growth there and it needed to be removed. And so, you know, I started down that clinical path, but it was because of the fact that I listened to my body. And so the big takeaway here today is, again, as you stated that, you know, we encourage everyone to pay attention to their body and then go and seek uh, medical attention and screenings accordingly. I appreciate you, you know, re- referencing that and reminding us of that. In that regard, uh, obviously, you work in in a you know in an environment where you see uh, challenging dynamics that uh, cancer and oncology presents as a whole. Um, uh-huh. And one of the things that uh, I was made aware of before we started the recording is that you are also a person of faith; that you have a faith orientation along with being a clinical, you know, and I call you guys scientists, you know, you you guys are smart, you know, and you do things with your brain that I could never do, uh, but you're also a man or a person of faith. Let's talk a little bit about your faith orientation and how does that enable you or help you, and certainly do you see the role and value of that being important in a clinical environment? Yeah, so I think the biggest influence uh on me for my faith is uh, the uh, ability to look at the patients like they are uh, family members. Okay. If, if, you, if you look at a certain faith, you know, you're even supposed to love your enemy, not just your friend. Yeah. So a patient coming to, to seek our uh, care, uh, when treated with care and kindness, uh, the way you look at them mm. becomes di- becomes different than if you look at them at at a number. Yeah. Uh, so it is very difficult to look at the patient as a number or as a disease, not as a human. Okay. If you are following uh, uh, y- what you believe, uh, the the way you should be, you should be treating your neighbor or you should be even treating your enemy. Sure. Uh, so I and, and what I hear with that statement that is very powerful and you and you made reference to it earlier in the show of again having a certain bedside manner bringing a certain type of energy and dynamic as a physician to the engagement and the relationship with patient and and I think over the years what we have come to understand and appreciate is that patients really need to have a connection if you will with their healthcare provider that does not just put them in the category of you're just patient number 605 in room 203 who has colon cancer uh, because at the end of the day, it's part of the process that potentially lends itself 
uh, to healing and recovery from a mental and an emotional perspective of people feeling like they're being really, truly cared for. And that's what I kind of heard you just say there. Absolutely. It, it is unfortunate that the current healthcare system uh, puts so little emphasis on the emotional aspect of the disease mm. and, and the connection between the physician and the patient. Yeah. Uh, the, the physician-patient relationship motivates the patient to uh, follow the treatment recommendations. It does. Uh, when the patient is comfortable with their physician, they will share information that's very important for their care yeah. that they would not share if they don't have that connection. Uh, I, I start my uh, clinic visit by asking the patient an open-ended question. Tell me something about yourself that's not healthcare related. Mm. It is shocking how many patients have no answer for that wow. and have never been asked that question. You know, and they say, so they start immediately talking about the disease. And I say, no, tell me something about you. Yeah. And they ask, well, I've never been asked this question before. Yeah, I'm sure they're mean? shocked. They're surprised probably. They, absolutely. They are shocked. And I, I, I am shocked <laughs> as to how many, you know, as the fact that they have not been asked these questions. Often I'm like the number 50 physicians that they see. Wow. Well, and, and I think you, you make a great distinction. And, and this is one of the reasons why I love interviewing doctors, because what I've learned over the last 20 plus years, I've seen this increase and this this uh, evolution of this dynamic with healthcare providers and doctors that that have come into the practice of medicine with this disposition and this mentality of understanding exactly what you've just stated. And I know as a patient myself and having supported patients, it is extremely important to them that they feel like that they have that type of human contact and connection with their healthcare provider. And I think that it, it, it goes a long way with regard to as a whole, how they enter into that process and how they begin to feel supported and nurtured and connected versus kind of a cold, sterile engagement. And so I just want to tip my cap to you and salute you, sir, for uh, willingness to do that and be that. And, and being as gregarious as you are, I, I guess I would imagine that comes very easy for you. <laughs> Let me shift gears for a quick second, because one of the things that you also shared with me was the fact that you have had uh, a couple of family members, an aunt and an uncle, uh, who uh, had succumbed to uh, cancer, and that you were greatly impacted by that and even recall the day of, 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 their, of their service and how that, that left an indelible kind of uh, image with you. Let's talk a little bit about what was that impact and, and, and how does that even motivate you today, if possible? Uh, so I think the biggest impact was the fact that they uh, you know, left uh, this uh, life early, yeah, uh, and and significantly earlier than you know what you'd expect, and and, and seeing the impact on their mother, mm. uh, as I told you, that image uh, continues to be in my mind. How the mother was uh, stating that I should not be burying my child. Mm. It's it's the other way around. That has uh, has left a uh, uh, an imprint on on my memory. And uh, a desire to uh, serve, especially the younger folks, yeah. uh, and, and try to educate them on uh, listening to their body so they could be helped earlier. Uh, and, and a significant part of that is because for younger folks, they feel that they are invincible. Yeah. 
so so often they uh, and they and, and the healthcare system is not familiar to them mm. uh, so they they uh, they come with a lot of skepticism uh, and i i think that memory uh, has inspired me to think of the younger folks that are often not uh, thought of in the healthcare system because most of our patients are 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 not very young yeah yeah uh, well it's interesting that you would say that because you're a relatively young man yourself you know tall dark dashing and good looking and so (laughs) but i I think you're absolutely correct and and that makes you know perfectly good sense and uh though i am so sorry about you experiencing that type of loss and grief i do appreciate the fact that it and somehow in some ways has empowered and, and, and emboldened you with regard to some sensitivities and some realities of understanding uh, what you want to bring to the equation from from a from a physician's perspective and as a whole to address, you know, um, that dynamic with whomever you may come in contact with. Uh, I'm encouraged today, Doc. I'm encouraged by what I hear. Uh, and I thank God for for just again your bedside manner. I mean, I, I could talk to you for hours. I, I feel very so comfortable kind. with you. My question that as I close and my final thought for the day would be: What gives you hope? What provides hope or drives hope in you to keep doing the things that you do and keep working with this uh, milieu of people that in many cases are having some tough times and 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 are needing hope and are fighting for their lives. What gives you hope, sir? Uh, what gives me hope is the fact that in this day and age, and I feel very fortunate to be a physician at a time where we have so much to offer patients. Mm. Uh, and uh, especially, you know, when, when we're talking about uh, someone who has uh, faith in something that is larger than ourselves. Yeah. Uh, looking at cancer as a test to our uh, 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 faith in something bigger than us yeah. uh, is a, is a uh, very powerful uh, motivator for people to be resilient, uh, to look at uh, this test as a test that is going to change their life, but they, but they are up to that challenge. Yeah. Uh, and and that's uh, that gives me hope, gives the patients hope. And approaching uh, this horrible disease from that standpoint uh, can change how how people feel and how um, uh, how much uh, resilience they have uh, f- to to battle a disease that sometimes will be the toughest battle mm-hmm. in their life. Uh, Well, with that being said, uh, I will say this to you, sir, that uh, we are grateful uh, for who you are. We are grateful for what you bring to this equation. We're grateful for the God that you serve. And uh, I thank you for everything that you are doing and will continue to do. And so today you have heard from Dr. Tufek Kuchami. Uh, He is a gastroenterologist working at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, he's been in the practice of medicine for 14 years. And uh, today we salute you, sir. We thank you uh, that you are a ray of hope and light and, and, and relationship that I think patients certainly will feel benefited and blessed by. God bless you and have a great day. God bless you too, Percy. Thank you very much for having me. It's a privilege. And Percy rejoins me now here. I think this is a great time to ask our question that we're asking listeners to respond to, given what the doctor just uh, covered with us, Percy. What do you think? 
Sure, we could do that at this point. All right. Absolutely. All right. The question is, have you ever felt your physician genuinely cared for you with kindness as a person? And what impact did that have on your process of healing? You can answer mm. that question Anytime is convenient, but do it soon so we can get some responses here. HealthHopeAndInspiration.com. And believe me, we do read these. These come directly to your inbox, don't they, Percy? They do. I get those. Yes, sir. All right. So I have a response from a previous question on that very point. And so uh, the question that was asked previously in one of the other shows is, should a pastor uh, tell their congregation that they have cancer? And so we had someone from Indiana respond and basically said this, yes, I think a pastor should tell his or her board as soon as they find out, because there are so many questions that will need Mm -hmm. to be answered. Yeah. And so with that, we've talked about on many of our shows about when the pastor gets cancer and and should they tell the congregation. And we've actually heard from pastors who have helped us to understand that. And so thank you for responding to that question and giving us your feedback as we continue to encourage and empower you, our listening audience. Yeah. Hey, there's some things I want to talk with you about uh, that Dr. Kashami shared with you, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But if you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, you said that uh, you enjoyed uh, talking with Dr. Kachami because he was being mentored by uh, your own doctor, and I can see why you like this man so much. Absolutely. Love him. Love him. His spirit was gentle but yet engaged and energized. And uh, if anyone's connected to uh, uh, Dr. P. Vashi at the end of the day, that is going to rub off on you. And that was very <laughs> clear and apparent. So uh, salute to my GI for uh, being a great mentor. And uh, Dr. Kachami is a great example of being a source of inspiration yeah. and really caring for his patients. Yeah, he really embodies all those qualities that you read from Scripture about uh, at the beginning of the show today. And, and that was the reason for it, choosing that to frame, you know, really the, the impact of, of this great doc. Uh, and I was uh, privileged to kind of hear his schools of thought. Uh, and, one, you know, first of all, he was motivated to become a doc primarily because of, of experiencing the impact of a lot of sickness and disease in his family growing up uh, in India. And so he felt highly motivated uh, of wanting to do something about that and be a part of the solution. And, and so uh, along with the fact that he, he self-described himself as a person who loves people, he, mm-hmm. he, he's a people person, yeah. and that he loves being around people, and he's not shy, and he likes engaging with people, and he felt like the combination of that along with his love of God would make him a very good doctor. And as and as it turns out, I think he's right, quite yeah. frankly, along course, with there was good a clinical little, training. A little training along the way as well. But, <laughs> Correct. But, but I know what you mean. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Got to have that at the end of the day yeah, for sure. Yeah, but doesn't that make for a great doctor, someone you really want uh, to have in your life who, who treats people that way? 
Well, I'm going to use his his terms and his language. He said that he believes that the healthcare system, uh, in his opinion, does not place enough emphasis on the emotional aspects of the disease. And so for him, you know, he's come to terms with the fact that a patient is not their disease. Hmm. A patient is not a number with a disease, yeah. that this is a real person that is sitting in front of him. And so he's committed himself uh, to connect with their humanity and allow them to see his humanity, so much so to the point that he says that he asks every patient before he gets into any really cl deep clinical you know, engagement to have them tell them a little bit about themselves that has nothing to do with their disease. Mm -hmm. And he said he's often dumbfounded that the patient is stunned that, that they're being <laughs> asked that question and they kind of stumble through what to say because they're so unaccustomed to having that type of dialogue and discussion with their physician. And I'm sure there could be some out there that may debate and argue, you know, is that really relevant? Is that really important? All we need to do is have someone who has uh, excellence of clinical care and medical training. And again, to your previous point, I would agree that is paramount. But when you when you lace that or layer it with the idea of, of a doc who will then take that type of time to try to engage and interact with the human and connect with the humanity of their patient, uh, as he says, has great impact upon them. And the benefit of that is they're more inclined to follow their care plan, to listen to what their doc has to say, because they feel that there is an investment that's been made in that relationship. Yeah. And every indication I have is that the entire system at Cancer Treatment Centers of America supports that goal as a doctor. They're, they're not pressured into, you know, time crunches, for instance. That is correct. Again, uh, the attempt is to build into the schedule of the doc as much as feasibly possible to have quality time with their patient. Again, as an example, I have my GI's cell phone number. I can call him. Uh, I have done so. He has texted me right? you know, out of the sky blue to say, hey, uh, are you okay? Are you experiencing any complications? My surgeon, same thing. You know, he was like, you have my number. If you need to call me, you know, call me directly. Not you're not just a patient you. record. You're a person. Absolutely. And that I think that that sends a reverberation through the soul and the consciousness of anyone who feels like that their doc has that type of commitment and investment in who they are as a person. And so with that being said, uh, that's exactly what we heard articulated, along with the fact uh, that this particular physician also uh, embraces the spiritual principles of loving your enemy, that caring for people, uh, being kind and considerate to, to individuals is part of his spiritual mandate yeah. and commission as along with being a good medical yeah. doctor. And that brings out the best in people. Did you catch his comment about the resilience of people? I really think that's enhanced when a doctor has that kind of attitude and approach. Well, indeed. And and it's interesting that we, we made reference to my GI, Dr. Vashi, uh, and he made the same comment in his interview, if, for those that may have heard that. And if not, you can archive uh, that show. Uh, and I believe the title of that show is, Is There a Doctor in the House? Uh -huh. But Dr. Vashi also highlighted and then uh, Dr. Kanchami enumerated on the fact that that they see the difference of how patients react and respond to their healthcare challenge and how in many ways it empowers, or I use the term buoy, it helps mm -hmm. lift the spirit of an individual and support them while they're going through the possible rigors 
of treatment and care. And isn't that what every cancer patient needs? They need additional support to help them work through the medical process that yeah. in some cases can be difficult yeah. and challenging. Well, you don't have to be a doctor to want to respond in kindness to those who are going through cancer. And with that in mind, we've created this resource. I say we, Percy has created this resource <laughs> called Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients. Mm. This will be very helpful to all of us, not just the doctors in our life. So if you'd like to download this free resource, you can do so right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And very important, we are really desiring to get your response to the question that this whole program has been oriented to here today. Have you ever felt your physician genuinely cared for you with kindness as a person? And what impact did that have on your process of healing, of getting better? So respond at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'd be very grateful if you did that. And while you're at the website, Percy, let's remind people to subscribe to this podcast. Yes, The benefit is that when a new episode is released, you get it automatically on your smartphone, your uh, tablet device, whatever, computer, whatever you're using to listen to podcasts, it comes uh, automatically, so to speak. So, Yeah, so you don't have to kind of seek the show. That's the, right. The show will yeah. find you. Right. And it's a great way to keep in touch with us here at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. So do that if you would. And let's return to the scripture. I love uh, the scripture you chose to frame today's program with. And so we'll close the way that we began, uh, Romans 12, verse 9 through 13, our spiritual nugget. Uh, chew on this, process it, and and absorb this, this, this angel food uh, <laughs> that will give sustenance to our being. And it says this, love must be sincere. We heard that from this doctor today. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. We heard him express this. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, be kind, be, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Verse 12, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, and share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. The subtext for this scripture where I'm, that I'm reading from says, love in action. And if that doesn't describe the love of God, that we all potentially have the ability to extend to others, uh, I don't think I can't think of anything else that will. So today, understand how you engage with another human being and connecting with their human humanity genuinely and sincerely may very well make a difference in who they are and how they work through challenges in their lives. Remember today, you are the biggest billboard that advertises mm. the love of God. You are his testimonial in selling the product of hope and faith and love. Be faithful to that commission on this day. Well, this has been time well spent. Thank you, Percy. We'll talk again next week. Listen, love you so much. Continue to keep keeping on. And remember, we've got work to do. So keep chopping the wood. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, 
Phoenix and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.